Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. Court. Ten seconds remaining. They just got to throw it under the basket. Under the basket. It's the truth for the win. Gone. Oh! He did it. A miracle. Hutchins. Double order. Hit that one from the parking lot. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast presented by BetMGM. This is the early week college basketball betting preview. I'm Stucky, and joining me, as always, is... B.J. Cunningham, although B.J. wasn't here with us last weekend. Mike Calabrese is not with us today. He was sick. We pushed the episode back a day. Get well, feel better, Mike. Hopefully be ready to rock for the Thursday episode. He has that flu. That's you know, a lot of flus and respiratory sicknesses and viruses going around the past month or two. So we hope that he gets better in the future without, you know, there, there could be an exception, but we'll usually be here on Mondays. Three-man weave, midweek, and then we'll be back for the weekend preview. So sorry for any confusion there. BJ, what's going on, brother? Not much. You know, we I, you know, I'm just very, it was very nice, you know, less than 12 hours ago to watch Iowa State just completely melt down in Lubbock. It was a beautiful thing to see. And now we have a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday slate here of college basketball. Yeah, not a bad week for Iowa fans like yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also, it was nice to see. Uh, Patrick McCaffrey come back and the support that he yep. got. Um, he was out for like uh, six games dealing with uh, some anxiety issues. And the Iowa offense, I mean, we can get right into some of our takeaways. This will be a really quick episode, which is the two of us will get takeaways, a little rant, talk a little ACC, who we're buying and selling, and then we'll just get into our favorite bet for tonight. Uh, but I'll tell you that the fact that Iowa put up it's definitely eye-opening. What did they put up? Nine, did they end up scoring 93, I think? Yep, 93 and 1.21 points per possession against the second-ranked team per Ken Palm in adjusted defensive efficiency. Yeah, very impressive effort from Iowa. Um, I mean, anytime you could do that to to Rutgers, it's certainly impressive. But, yeah, I'll, I'll start with my, my takeaway of the week, two takeaways of the week. I mean, I, I think one, uh, produced all my – potential fade list i didn't fade them against michigan state i i and i've been fading them i mean i just took michigan state plus five at home and like this is like a week and a half later and it was plus seven i didn't see enough value 
but I have to give, I mean, Zach Eady was dominant, dominant. And if I, I think that the price for him to win the wooden award, like to win national player of the year should be the price for him not to get injured pretty much. Like <laughs> as long as he stays healthy yeah. the rest of the way, I think that he has that locked up and I am like, for, you can't have Michigan's, post defense is not very strong and you just if you don't have a strong post defense you're going to get eaten up and you have to do something a little bit different um so we'll see i mean jenkins potentially emerging as another outside option certainly makes purdue maybe a little bit more scary i don't think that they're a top five team ultimately and i don't think they're gonna make a deep run if they run into a team that can slow down or he gets into foul trouble which he does he does a really good job of avoiding uh, but like he's so big that you could get two fouls just from maybe a bad call, his size, like two minutes into the game. And then Purdue doesn't really know how to operate without him much. Um, so it's a really intriguing team. But when they play the 16th seed in the first round, oh boy. I mean, it, it, now granted, he might not go for 50 because it'll be such a blowout. But um, talk about maybe a first half player. I might lay it with Purdue once we get there. But we've got a long way to go. We're still in January, although February is coming up tomorrow. And the madness is in the air. But my, my other big takeaway from the week is you you mentioned that the Iowa State collapse. And this is a team that just what what happened at the end of that game? A couple of things. Um Texas Tech started pressing. And Iowa State is one of the worst teams in the country against the press. They have major turnover issues. They're now, I think, in the 10th percentile for synergy in their press offense. And they've faced the press at one of the highest rates in the country. And which isn't a ton. It's like 11, 12%. But it, it's something to keep in mind because there's two things that were going on there. Iowa State, first of all, they can't shoot free throws. And that reared its ugly head last night. And then you can press them and they'll turn it over. They also foul a lot. That's the anatomy of a comeback right there. Like you're the other team's scoring with the clock stopped. You're missing free throws. And then you're turning it over. So just file that away for the, the the tournament. And if they come across a team, obviously it's going to be a pretty high seed. Give me a VCU, um, a team that can press them, that they do not have the best ball handles in the country. And that ultimately could be their demise. But yeah, what a, what a comeback for, for Texas Tech. And then I guess I'll throw one more in just to build on this is Big 12, super impressive. Was right about that on Saturday against the SEC. I thought like the top of the SEC was probably a little overrated because the bottom I think is really bad. No one could shoot in that entire conference. And then the bottom of the big 12, I thought was underrated because the top is so strong and yeah, TCU lost, but they lost Mike miles who, by the way, not out for the year. Thank God. We'll see when he's coming back, um, but just a hyperextended knee that would have ended TCU's season or as far as like their you know chance at a national title but you saw kansas going to kentucky and win you saw oklahoma just dismantle alabama mm -hmm. and uh you saw texas tech in the battle of the two teams that are really struggling go into baton rouge and win um even without a without a couple starters so yeah i think that uh again my just perception of the big 12 strengthened a little more and uh, i still think that the sec uh the top of the sec is a bit weak because of the struggles for the shooting and then just at the bottom of that conference. But 
I'll shut up now and ask you what, uh, well, if you have any thoughts there and then anything that you took away from the week that was. Well, yeah, even, you know, Baylor had a very poor shooting performance against Arkansas and they gutted out that win as well. So, yeah, it just it goes to show how how deep the Big 12 is right now. My biggest takeaway is I think that the um, I think the trust tree has been uh, chainsawed down. Uh, I don't know if there's really a team in college. Nobody. I don't think we have anybody. I mean, I pulled up Ken Palm this morning and Tennessee is the number one team in the country. Like, do we truly believe Tennessee is number one? Like they're an incredible defensive team. But again, they go through these shooting slumps and they can't they're not really great of a shooting team. So now who do you trust going forward? So I'm guessing our futures profile when we get to it on Thursday is going to be just littered with a ton of long shots because I, I mean, there's no way I'm going to sit here and say, yeah, I'll play Houston at six to one or Tennessee at 10 to one. There's just not a lot of value there. And now Alabama just ruined everything, any trust that we had with them from getting blown out. Now we'll see, like, you know, teams just have bad games. So maybe Alabama is just, you know, one bad game. You know, they had a bad performance against Mississippi state to barely beat them by three, but We'll see going forward. Yeah, it. my biggest takeaway is just that we have a ton of chaos going forward. It's like, it's yeah. feel like we say that every single week. But, like, as we get deeper into February, and February will really tell us, like, it'll help us try to separate who is better. Even if, like, Purdue runs the table here, like, there might be a time where we have to say, like, oh, no, maybe we're not going to fade them anymore. But, again, there's not going to be much value against them. And Matt Painter in the tournament has shown time and time again that he just can't take them deep. So, it's going to be a very, very interesting February to sort everything out. Um, and yeah, like like you said, the Big 12 is just incredibly deep. And those, those are going to be the type of teams that I want to buy, especially come time for March Madness. Yeah, I think like by, by the time fe- like tomorrow's February, and usually by the time February 1st rolls around, we have one or two teams that are like, all right, mm-hmm. final four shoe. And like, it, and it might, there might be one or two teams that are different for different people, but there's a, a group of three or four that, you're, that now it's like, I, I don't really know. I, I would have considered TCU for sure. One of the teams that I trust, they were, they were getting right there. And then miles goes down. Um, so the, you can't, you're not going to, be able to trust them on a nightly basis. We'll see when he comes back. I'm, I'm assuming that it's like three to four weeks usually. Um, so he'll be back in time for March. You got to get him back into the flow. Um, yeah, but it's, uh, I guess I'll throw out I'll throw out one team here, uh, and I'm probably going to end up bringing this up on the future segment on Thursday. But are we overlooking Virginia right now because they are just they're just rolling right through the uh, very very weak ACC? And I understand like the ACC is very very down, but I mean we're running on six or seven straight wins right now for them. If you look at their upcoming schedule, they get NC State and Duke both at home. Like their only road trips away are to Boston College. Virginia Tech and Louisville, and then obviously they have a trip to North Carolina at the very end of the season. Well, we're going to we're talk about the ACC in a sec. Let's have a do I have a do I have a rant here? Um, it's hard for me to rant knowing that I had Texas Tech last night, so I'm not. It was my only bet, and they came back from what 22 down with 12 to go. Um, so, but let me see if I could come up with something because I had a rant ready for Texas Tech but I can't rant about them now. I was like, you know what? I'm going to rant about this Texas Tech team that has cost me uh, a ton of money. I'm going to go Wake Forest. Like, that, that was a game you have yeah. to have at home against NC State. Um, I had a good number on that game, and they don't play any defense. Like, that – and sometimes, I, you know, defense there's comes down to coaching, there's scheme, there's, there's sometimes just player talent, and then do you have rim protection and all these other things. But also defense comes down to effort. 
at, at times. And that was an effort game, a game you had to have, and you give up 50 to NC State in the second half. Like, the AC, I know the ACC is down. That was a game Wake needed to have. They lost two straight. You come home for NC State, and your defense just – I mean, look, in that game – for NC State, DJ Burns went 14 of 26, had 31 points. I, I mean, it, made, it looked like Shaq. This is a guy who, let's see, he had his season high before then was 18. Like, and he made him look like the, the greatest player in the country. So really, really, really disappointing effort by Wake Forest. And if I look at, because we're eventually going to talk about the ACC, if I look right now, bracket matrix, you got Virginia, Miami, Duke, North Carolina, NC State's an eight seed, Clemson a nine, and then Pitt's an 11. Vatek, I think, is eventually going to play them their way in. Wake Forest on the outside looking in, and they might go back to that game specifically as the reason yeah. that they are NIT bound. So really disappointing effort by Wake Forest. Uh, you got anything you want to rant about here? Yeah, how about Florida State? Just the complete meltdown in the unbelievable, final, unbelievable meltdown in the final ten seconds against Clemson, who just continues to rattle off these improbable wins. Uh, they're up three with under ten seconds left to go. They foul. Clemson makes both foul go down. They make one of two. Clemson drives the rim. They foul him into and one. Clemson goes on to win by one. Just, just a complete meltdown. And and although I will say, Florida State did rebound from you know Clemson went out on a sixteen to two run to start the game and Florida state really weathered that storm and played very well going forward. But, you know, I'll get to Clemson and our buys and sells in a second, but they're just, they're a very, very annoying team to, to bet against right now. Yeah. That one, that was something uh, I had them. And the funny thing is I had them in a round Robin and money line. Um, and did, I think some people had one and a half two and covered, which I did not. So yeah, that meltdown was uh, frustrating to say the least. As a reminder, before we go any further, college basketball season is in full swing. So get in on the action with the king of sports books. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and receive first bet insurance up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana. Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry. 
with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Nice transition, the ACC-themed show. Let's move into our ACC buy-sell segment from a betting perspective. So I'll start. I'm gonna The team I'm buying, I think it's going to be pretty obvious. And it might not. I'm probably going to bet them tonight. Um, I think that lines up to four against Miami, and that's Virginia Tech. I'll be looking like this is a really a veteran team that is completely different with Hunter Couture on the court. He's red hot from three now, but he's a great shooter, gives them way more spacing. And he's also one of the most underrated defenders in the league, always in the right space. And uh, they're just a much better team, veteran team, extremely veteran team, well coached. And they did this last year. They're, they've been here before, uh, and it's even a weaker ACC now. I think they catch fire. Um, now there's like some horrible teams. And by the way, rant Louisville, Jesus, <laughs> uh, that's another one. I bet Louisville on Saturday and the final score looked respectable, but there was a time they were down like 34. Oh my gosh. Uh, what has happened? That is just have some pride. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's embarrassing that product to watch, but yeah, so I'm buying Vatek and then I'm probably as far as my cell, I'll let you. I know you're going to pick yeah, for what you hinted at, so I'll let you take them. Mine's probably going to be Virginia. I agree that they're probably the best, uh, as of right now, the best national title threat. Although, maybe, you know, Duke has talent. Well, UNC, like, have they been coasting? Can they, can they, this is a team that did make the run last year. They, you know, they could put it together too. We'll talk about that in the future segment Thursday. But from just a pure betting perspective, this is probably the top of the market for Virginia. They've gone through such an easy stretch of teams, and that's you know everyone in the ACC that's going to happen with. And they also got to play UNC without Nance, and then Baycott played one minute and got hurt. Um, and they're shooting a little bit over their head. They're ninety. They're in the 99th percentile in guarded catch and shoot jumpers, scoring like one point two points per possession on guarded jumpers, and they don't offensive rebound. So, and look, they're running great stuff this year, but, like, if you look at there's like Kia Clark shooting, like, 40%. Everyone's shooting 40% from three. And I, I just think that there's going to be some, a little bit of shooting regression. They're shooting a bit over the head. The defense isn't as dominant as it has been. You know, the offense is made up for that, and they're capable of of scoring now, and they run good stuff. But I would assume that they're, this is probably the top of their market value. So I'll be looking to see, hint, hint, uh, Saturday, uh, where's that, at Vatek. There's my team I'm buying and the team I'm selling. So put the two together and pretty sure I'll play on the Hokies on Saturday in an enormous game for them. That's like a win that game. You're on the right side of the bubble 
So yeah, I'll go. We'll, we'll stay in the uh, the Commonwealth. I'll go. I'm buying. Looking to buy Vatek. Obviously, it's number dependent and sell Virginia. Uh, how about you? I'm looking to buy Miami. They completely melted down against Pittsburgh on Saturday. I mean, they led 68 to 60 with 226 left. And yeah. the pit closed on 11 0 run, won the game. Uh, Miami's currently seven and four in the ACC, but four of those losses have Which come Which is by. wild. It doesn't feel like that because like no. they're rolling and they're they're good and the ACC's down. And then you're like, they're seven and four. Yep. They've lost all four games by a combined 13 points. And all four of those losses have come on the road. And what, what's kind of been kind of weird just from a scheduling perspective is seven of their 11 games in the ACC have come on the road so far. So they're going to finish six of their last nine at home where they haven't lost this season. I mean, this is a very, very good offense. I mean, they're 12th in just offense efficiency. They have two really good guards in Pack and Wong. They're, they don't have a lot of size, um, so they're not a very good defensive rebounding team. So that has kind of plagued them. But they're a team that can get out and play well in transition. They space the floor incredibly well. And if they shoot the ball well, they're a team that can really buy going forward. And they are going to be in a wonderful spot where I'm going to be taking them, not necessarily tonight against Virginia Tech, because I do agree with you that uh, Virginia Tech is definitely a buy-on team. But they're going to Clemson on Saturday. And that is the team I am selling without a doubt. I mean, Clemson is 10-1 and in the ACC. They're 18-4 and for the season. But they're 60th in Ken Palm. And I think that just tells you everything you need to know about them. Uh, I mean, they're a very good defensive team. Like, they're number one in the ACC right now in defensive efficiency during conference play. They're 10th offensively. And this season, they've beaten one team inside the Ken Palm top 40. It was Duke at home and Duke did not have Jeremy Roach. So this is a very, very fraudulent 18 and four. And I understand like hundred hundred Tyson is shooting like ridiculously hot from behind the arc. And the reason they keep winning all of these close games is because they're shooting close to 85% from the free throw line. That's the reason they basically beat Florida state is because they made all the free throws down the stretch and Florida state did. And now they're not going to be without Brevin Galloway for looks like a few games. If you want to know why he's not going to play, you can go, Search that on Twitter. Uh, very funny video. Um, but uh, yeah, without a doubt, Clemson's going to be a team I'm definitely fading going forward. Playing Miami on Saturday is a perfect spot for Miami. I'm, I'm guessing the line will probably, like Ken Palm has Clemson winning by one. So it's not like we're going to get a, a great number on Miami, but I definitely do think they'll win, will win outright uh, Saturday at Clemson. Yeah, I don't think that Gallo will be having a uh, a ball this week. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Well, that's, that's very, very... Uh... Nice and neat where our buy and each of our buy and sell teams face each other on Saturday. Um, so hopefully we can get a very appetizing number on each, but I, I agree with you too. I'll be looking for to back Miami on Saturday. Also, yeah, the ACC, the, I think the, the most interesting thing to watch with the ACC and we'll obviously preview every single conference tournament. Once we get to March, I just want to see like, cause so Duke has a ton of talent. Young, you know, Roach's been out. Are they going to start ascending, or is is this like who Duke is? And then will UNC turn it on? Like, are we going to see uh, a dominant stretch at any point ahead of the ACC tournament? I think Virginia has demonstrated that they're a clear top twenty team, and I think if you're a clear top fifteen to twenty team this year, you got a shot. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like, you just want to be in that mix, and Duke and UNC have the talent to get there. Um, so we'll see if they can put it together and we see the signs of uh, signs of life before the ACC tournament. So good stuff there. Let's move on to tonight's card. And for what it's worth, speaking of buying and sell, I'm going to have a 
February buy sell report, five buy teams, five sell teams that I'm looking to either bet on or fade for the month of February. So check that out on actionnetwork.com and the Action Network app. But for tonight, I'm going to go with a team. Let's go, let's go back to the Big 12. And, you know, there's one reason why I don't necessarily like this, but I'm referring to West Virginia plus the points. It's like, you know, the first game without your your star player, sometimes you can see a bump on everybody else. Uh, but I just think that it's going to take some time for TCU to adjust to life without Miles, who was so important on you know, the bucket getter at the end of games, the the head of that nasty elite transition offense that just can't be stopped in the open floor, um, you know, critical on defense and, there, I think there's going to be an adjustment period here playing a West Virginia team that I think is headed in the right direction. They should dominate the offensive glass here. They already beat TCU once this year. So it's not the best spot. Like TCU has revenge. You know, that's the first game without miles, but I just think it's going to be tough for the Horned Frogs for a couple of games. Got to adjust the rotations. And miles is just so important. End of game situations. And then just specifically when TCU is the most deadly in the open court and he's, He's that the speed. He's the the guy who makes it all work. He's the engine of the car. So I, I think uh, taking West Virginia with the points here, it's first bet I made for tonight. So I'll go with the ears. What do you got for tonight? I'm going to go Indiana plus two and a half on the road at Maryland. I mean, the Hoosiers are incredibly hot right now. They've won four straight. This is a fantastic matchup for them. They've been playing so much better since they got Trace Jackson Davis back. They've been attacking the rim at a very, very elite level. Like so far this season, there's 65% on shot attempts in the rim. That's top 35 mark in the country, while Maryland is 13th in the Big Ten during conference play and field goal percentage allowed at the rim. Indiana also a very high-frequency transition team, which will work against Maryland, who's very, very bad at defending in transition right now. And then Indiana is also putting up about one point per possession in, in the half court where Maryland's 10th defensively. And Maryland just hasn't shot the ball well during Big Ten play. Like they're 13th. In effective field goal percentage, they're shooting under 32% from behind the arc. They're one of the highest frequency teams in the country at running pick and roll, which is basically their best, best path to success here because Indiana is not that – they're pretty average at defending the pick and roll. But Maryland isn't finishing at the rim at a high level. And like I already mentioned, they're struggling to shoot the ball from behind the arc. So now you're going to fall into a lot of mid-range jumpers. Uh, so I think this is a good spot here for Indiana. And if you just – you know, Maryland had a great non-conference – you just filter out what's happened during Big Ten play. I mean, Indiana's a, a plus 6.6 adjusted efficiency differential, and Maryland's minus 2.5. So I really don't think Indiana should be an underdog here. So I like the value on them at plus 2.5. Yeah, Indiana's an intriguing team there. And we might be to talk about them on Thursday on the future segment. I wouldn't be surprised if someone brought them up. Hood Shafino playing really well here. And they, they, they're, they look great. At recently and if he keeps playing like that they're going to just keep ascending into march the question is that's two-part question with indiana when does xavier johnson come back and then when, when he does what does the rotations look like does that throw everything off so that's something to keep in mind but they're playing excellent basketball as of now for what it's worth mike sent over his picks that he would have had if he could speak. And he likes Dayton hosting Loyola. Good luck to you, Mike, see if you can figure out Dayton, because I certainly can't. <laughs> so if you're interested in that game, he's he's back in Dayton as a favorite here. And then Indiana Moneyline over Maryland. So he agrees with you there. 
Uh, all right, that'll do it for us. Nice quick Tuesday half hour episode for tonight's college basketball slate. We will be back on uh, Thursday night. We will preview Friday night and then most importantly, Saturday's entire college basketball slate. Hopefully, we will have Mike back. Make sure you check out the guys from Three Man Weave in the midweek episode. Uh, but good luck on all of your wagers out there. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy, leave a review. Uh, appreciate the audio and video teams on the back end. BJ, thanks for joining me as always. Feel better, Mike. Thanks everyone for tuning in, and we will catch y'all later in the week. Cheers. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.